The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Rose Minahan, this is Talk Cosmos, and tonight is November 17th, 2018. And we are continuing with Scorpio. It's our last talk, four of four. And the title for tonight focuses on Pluto, evolving Pluto's soul growth with the Cancer Capricorn nodes. It's very important that Capricorn, that's the south node, and the north node of Cancer have just entered these signs, and I'll describe what those are briefly before we begin our talk. And they'll be in those signs for 18 months. November 6th, they entered leaving Leo and Aquarius. This is a global energy that we all experience, and that's the where the these are points in the sky where the the moon's orbit intersects with the sun's around you know the apparent cycle of the of the of the uh, sun around the earth on the earth and the south is essentially where we're coming from and the north is where our destiny is leading to and interestingly because the south node is in capricorn which also regulates, I don't know about the word regulates, but it also signifies karma. It's, it's a potent remedy. It's a potent formula, you might say, or a, a, a recipe. A recipe might be a great word because cancer is involving food and nurturing and safety and home, our family, our roots, our foundations. And that's where we're headed to outside of the Capricornian sense of goals and aspirations and achievements and mastery and all these wonderful aspects where we bring out the external efforts that we have as individuals, but yet we can push aside those emotional assets, and indeed they are. So that's generally some of the energy that we'll be talking about because Pluto is our method of transformation. One point before I introduce a marvelous guest that I'm delighted to share tonight's talk with are just reminding of points, not points, but times in history that we also had this 18-month cycle of south node in Capricorn and north node in uh, uh, cancer. Now, with this, of course, Pluto wasn't in Capricorn at these times, which Pluto is. So there's a little extra uh, potency, we might say. But those times were back in 1981 to 84, and also 1962 to 64. Now, not the entire years, but during those time zone. So you might reflect and think, oh yeah, 
what was I maybe experiencing or the world that maybe we're redeveloping on another theme, on another cycle as we progress. And just quickly going back into some history that I was able to dig up, there were what were quite a few inventions in 1981 to 83 that relate strongly to now. DOS, as DOS was invented, and Human growth hormones were genetically put together. That's, you know, with stem cells and all this. I, I can't, I'm not the scientist, but you certainly would think that that's a follow-through. And when it comes to 61, well, Martin Luther King received the Nobel Peace Prize, a wonderful energy for the, all of us. However, it is continuing with this and the re. The important, well, he established his wonderful legacy is because of the nonviolence, resistance to racial prejudice that still we're combating or trying to resolve. And energies hopefully will resound as maybe we return to more of our heartfelt energies. Tonight, Susie Holbrook. An MD, an evolutionary astrologer who serves as a bridge between pediatric medicine and astrology. She incorporates ancient wisdom and modern science to help patients explore effective options in holistic, client-centered manners. Susie has completed both Jeffrey Wolf Green's Pluto School and Maurice Fernandez's The Complete Course. Susie's an astrology consultant has a YouTube astrology video channel, and in 2019 will be a lecturer at the Northwest Astrology Conference, better known as NORWAC, here in the Northwest in Seattle, as a matter of fact, right where we are. It's a Memorial Day weekend, so get prepared, get your tickets. It's a great event, and she has a wonderful talk in line for us. And Susie will also be talking at the National Council for Geo. Cosmic Research, known as NCGR. They have chapters all over the nation. Hi, Susie. It's great to have you tonight. Hey, Sue. Thanks for having <laughs> me. <laughs> this is great. Oh, You're amazing. I love listening to your introduction. Oh, good. <laughs> well, it, it did recap a little bit because although we really work on the intentional, I realize that our audience, they span the distance between the, the knowledgeable and the the eager learning. So, yes, it is. You know, what's interesting is that Pluto, as always, wants to, is hungry, we might say, for soul growth, of getting rid of the limitations. But the fact that we're dealing with these energies now, one, the Capricorn, which is a, like with Pluto, and then the opposite of it, the Cancer, does shift its it's uh, focus. Sure, quite a bit. I mean, Pluto, I, I love talking about Pluto. And I myself am a Scorpio with several personal planets in Scorpio. And so I, I uh, am living this energy all the time. And so um, not that I always necessarily understand it, but, um, you know, Jeffrey Wolfgreen and Maurice Fernandez are just amazing evolutionary astrologers. And when I uh, came into this 
into this science, really, of astrology and heard about Pluto as being symbolic for the soul and our, our soul's journey and the use of the astrology natal chart and transits to look more closely at all of our evolutionary process over lifetimes. It just is such an amount of rich information and you know what a shortcut to be able to use this for all of our process in this lifetime. It's just fascinating. So I love talking about Pluto. Um, you know, thinking about Jeffrey Wolf Green's um, information and how he he looked at the natal chart and Pluto's position by house and sign as an indication from past lifetimes, you know, a previous emotional process, you know, and that it's ongoing, that we bring that that energy in with us and the way that Pluto shows in this lifetime this really deep deep kind of split you know and that's i'm working with this process right now in my this deep split energy in looking at um, the charts of kids with autism so i'm i'm very invested in and in working through this not that i you know have all the information but i think it's such a fruitful energy because we all have this Pluto in our chart and we all have this, you know, it's this split between um, this security need. You know, Pluto shows where we bring in this deep emotional security that, that we are very, very invested in preserving this form of this Pluto that we bring in. But also at the same time and to equal degree, we, we need to evolve it. We need to kind of break it open because it's reached a saturation point from previous lifetimes. And so there's a lot of a lot of deep energy, a, a deep kind of split that we have to work with. It's, you know, it's very, very um, a lot of energy, a lot of kind of ambivalence, I think that we all have in regards to this Pluto energy. And I think that's why Pluto gets a bad rap. You know, you don't you think? I mean, I think well, people... I think yes, in many ways, emotions are tricky. They're just mm -hmm. not linear. It's not like the mental that goes, okay, let's navigate between this point and that point. Instead, it it gets the past and the present and the future and our wannas and our maybes and things that we misinterpret too. I mean, it's hard to take that sometimes, but it, it's our, it helps with our process to realize that maybe we didn't totally uh, get it or else maybe it's a, a hot spot in other words emotions um, which and they get with Scorpio it's not just emotions which is more cancerian it, it is with figuring out our values of of really what the truth is on ourself and our um, our entire uh, being because we can shed that. I mean, if we're being limited and it's not functioning, if it's not working, it takes a lot to uncover and to redo. So it's it's a lot of work, you know. Yeah, I love that that you bring in values. It gets to the the opposition, right? It gets to the the axis, the Taurus, the Taurus Scorpio axis, because you know the the Taurus end of it is about 
what what do we value? And it also gets to when we talk about the the Pluto's bottom line of power versus powerlessness. Yes. I mean, our position of Pluto in our chart shows where we feel deeply powerless. And if you have a lot of Scorpio, then there is bringing in that that need to become more powerful. And so for all of us, the bottom line question is, what do we value? What is power for each of us? And that is exactly that issue of, of that axis of Taurus and uh, Scorpio. And so that's exactly right. You, you, need, you really do need to uncover that Taurus in the chart as well, get to somebody's value system in order to help them uncover what is their power? What are they working toward? What do they need to grow and um, kind of uh, rediscover, break through with that uh, Pluto position? So you're exactly right. That value system is is huge. In an earlier little chat that we had, you brought up the uh, the fact that I also um, really thought a lot about, and that is that cancer you know, the moon is an easier vehicle for us to to work with than Pluto. And, you know, the north node is in cancer, which rules, you know, ruled by the moon right now because the vulnerability and that emotional pain, there's so much in looking at our values that that involves really getting to the internal is, is, is my point. And, and the moon right now, it really... I liked how you were mentioning that even without the North Node in Cancer, the moon is such an importance. Yeah, uncovering it with again with these kids with autism, I'm spending a lot of my energy trying to uncover, you know, all these. I have probably 50 or so charts. And um, that is one thing that's been quite fruitful in trying to uncover bottom line issues with these kids is that you know these children how do you help them break through this emotional body you know i mean the emotional body as from for um, maurice fernandez is um you can see in the chart that's through pluto and it's through the moon and it's actually through the sun as well and so it's kind of the pressure cooker of you know you put the pluto in there that's that deep need for growth that deep sense of frustration and helplessness that is in every cell of our body. We might not feel it or understand it at a conscious mental level, but we certainly feel it. And it is there 24 seven for all of us. And then, but how do you access, how do you heal that, that um, helplessness? Well, you need to bring in new elements. Um, You need to bring in new um, ways to open up. And I think that is through the moon. You, it's like this big old mouth that is mm-hmm. is being fed. You know, it's what what do you bring in and what do you need to eat in order to bring in new energy, in order to provide fodder and nurture this big change. Um, because we, you know, otherwise we won't open, we won't grow because it's just too painful. You need to be kind of um, led. And the moon is a nice, comforting, nurturing, opening energy. And this is, I think, so, so important when we're talking about Pluto, because we need we need something good. We need to to we need some reason to open up to this deep 
change that we all need to go through. Oh, so. Well, that's a good point because crisis is a big word with Pluto because if yes. we don't recognize, I mean, we are human. We're incarnated spirits on this human form and we have, we have our, well, as again, the access, the opposite, which is Taurus, the second sign, which is of, of life. I mean, not of life, but of the survival of the, of the being is, is, uh, somewhat, let's see, I'm, I'm pulling in a lot of threads here because I was thinking of the fact that it's set in certain ways, but this point of, of, um, integrating these emotional and, and elements, like you were saying, through the mouth, which is Mm -hmm. very aptly put, you know, for, and also Pluto is a, not just digestion, digestion may be cancer, but it's elimination, you know, it purges, it eliminates, it's the intestinal, it's the, I think the, the large intestine. And so, you know, we extract what we want or need and we pull out, throw out waste, you know, it's like what isn't really being needed. So bringing in that idea of the moon, of, of nurturing and, and feeding ourselves so that we can then feed others in that scorpionic exchange of power, you know, that, that feeds our power, feeds our life force, because essentially Pluto loves life. You know, it doesn't love death. It wants to get rid of death. It is about evolution for sure, bringing in the new. It's it's getting to a better place, more grounded, and and you know, I mean, there's the power. The power is is feels it gives you choice. You know, that's I think what Scorpio is really after. It's mm. after broader choices, um, and I th- I do think that um, that is is a large a large issue. That's a good, you know, choice. That's always, we have fate. I mean, we have, we have uh, divine power. We have, I'm not thinking of the right word. You know, we have uh, our ultimate, what is it? Free choice. Free choice in this world. Uh, So this is great. You know, I was looking at on the news, there's so many issues that really are, well, our housing situation. You know, the fact of the, uh, the market since it crashed. And the fact of homelessness, I mean, I, I'm hoping that possibly with these nodes, in, with North Node in Cancer, possibly, well, it may get worse, of course, but it, it could maybe, maybe we'll get a better handle on some of these ideas that, that uh, are affected. I know I'm jumping suddenly from the personal more to the collective, but mm-hmm. it, it does you know, there's ways that it manifests. It's, it's, mm-hmm. you know, when <clears throat> one is uh, without home and without that sense of security, it's, it's very. There's a lot of, there's a lot of work to be done with these notes, certainly with Pluto and Capricorn, you know, the, um, the Capricornian energy of, um, of structures, you know, of, um, of the ways in which perhaps we all are kind of crystallized, you know, structure on so many levels. Yes. There's a structure, the structure of our consciousness, you know, that mm. perhaps we need to evolve to a, a, 
like um, a little softer way of even thinking about our whole life. You know, there's also structures in work, our best possible future, putting one foot in front of the other to climb the hill to our, um, whether it's our career or just our, the best possible future for us. You know, we're all accountable. That's a good Capricornian it word. It surely is. Um, th those kind of issues are, are certainly going to be brought to the fore. Um, not only that, but the negative side of it. It's, you know, the, what, who, who is in authority? You know, it's, it's, um, there's a lot of kind of um, vested interests and um, a lot of turmoil right now across the world in governments and those in those those that are in power and i really feel like this is going to be held up to um for for all of us to witness this uh evaluation you know we're, we're really going to it's going to be brought to a head and i feel like with um especially with the south node <clears throat> in capricorn and pluto are going to be coming to a conjunction and not only is Pluto showing about past lifetime and kind of um, a repetition of this energy of breaking down of established forms, but also the South Node is validating that that we've been there, done that before. And so, um, and Saturn being in Capricorn, it's like this triple signature of, you know, we are we are held to account that there is a right and a wrong. And um, so it, it's, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think for all of us, those that are, you know, doing our fair share, we're doing our part to stay on track and be accountable for our own life. You know, we're, we are going to, you know, reap the benefit of our efforts, but you know, there, there are going to be some that, that it's not going to, be such a pleasant time i think yes it the crisis comes back up that force as we were mentioning is so true about the finding the limitations that just need to be shed or broken that that isn't really a choice sometimes it's like that unbelievable crisis that happens and so yes we might that's so true. And I noticed, too, in the conversation, I'm fascinated with the autistic children. Um, I had sort of jumped over to the collective. But, you know, with the and, – and we have a few minutes that we're going to have an announcement. So this isn't really a time to always continue that. But please do, after the break, bring up any more thoughts about – about the autistic, which I know you will be talking about at Norwalk and, and perhaps another occasion, but that healing process of integrating, such as, you know, pulling that together that you were mentioning about the autism, the emotional body, and, and the pressure cooker, which is generally the whole theme of it, but of, that we're experiencing in that Pluto exhibits, but that there's things to learn, I think, about that. For sure. Yeah, working on it. It's, you know, I, I certainly would never hope to be able to figure it all out. It's um, it's quite, quite intense. There's a, there's a lot to it. And I think it it may belittle some, you know, some 
little souls process as they're healing their own emotional body. And it's going to take more than just this one lifetime for so many of these little little children and growing into adulthood um, with autism. But but anyway, I'm I'm hoping to find some way to to get to a some sort of a bottom line or at least maybe there are several bottom lines because I don't think there's just one only one story for these people. But but anyway, I'm working on it. Well you have lots of good words here. We will come right back. In the meantime, there is a little break here and for those people that would like to call in and talk to Susie Holbrook or myself, call in four two five three seven three three five five two seven. That's five five two seven. Four two five three seven three five five two seven. Celebrate your star energy blessings. Schedule a natal astrology chart consultation with Talk Cosmos host Sue Rose Minahan. You'll learn to better understand what personally fuels your soul's seed direction. Sue focuses on your questions to connect you into your unique heart's desire and your true soul path's birth essence. Just $125 for an hour and a half session about your life energies and significant current transits, including a recording and a copy of your chart. Schedule by emailing info at talkcosmos.com. That's info at talkcosmos.com. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the yin period of Scorpio, traditionally ruled by Mars, now ruled by Pluto. By departing a cycle based on comparison between extreme energies finding balance, Scorpio commits a relationship to exchange resources, experiencing power and powerlessness for the purpose of soul growth transformation. As a fixed water sign that is extreme, intense, and secretively deep, Scorpio's passionate nature questions the psychology and mystery concerning life and death. Hello, this is Catherine Zumstein of EarthSkyAstrology.com, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Hi again, this is Sue and Susie Holbrook talking. And Susie, what you had brought up really is good fodder. And that is, is that fodder, boy, that reminds me of more food, right? For <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good cancer word, I love it. <laughs> definitely. But story, when you brought up that, and the many, many lifetimes that people have, it is so true. Isn't that truth for all of us? It's really when I think following astrology and the, seeing the cycles and looking at the charts to try to understand how that moment connects with our energy that we brought into this world and how we use it, well, how it influences us, we might say is recognizing that it's just one layer after the next. It's not a, an instant um, occasion. And that, that our stories really do make up our, our 
thinking or feeling. You know, it's it certainly takes a lot of lifetimes to work through this stuff. You know, I mean, I I think that that's the kind of the good and the bad news is that we if we look at our chart and we we see maybe a, a potential future that we're not quite getting. You know, there's always there's always the next time. You know, I think <laughs> I think in some ways it's it's a little bit reassuring. Yes, that's a very good factor. <laughs> I like it. Nothing like not do or die. It's just yeah. a matter of and much of it's symbolic. You know, yeah, the whole idea of shedding the skin like the snake and and all of mm. that. It's so true and. But revealing how we feel, reveal, I think, is a really good scorpionic word that, that, and it can be good things, like we were saying, like with family, with this emphasis of getting to our feelings, our, the connections, you know, with our nucleus group, our, our habits, or what made us, who are we, and by reconnecting with our, well, and if not, if we don't have a family that, works then we can invent a family we can you know have that community or the special people but reconnecting you know that north node in cancer i i love to think of it in terms of maybe um and of evolving a new self-identity mm-hmm. you know that that um I myself have this nodal in my natal chart i have south node in capricorn north node in cancer and to me um that when amazing um, astrology reading I had actually from Jeffrey Wolf Green is he worded it in that way that, you know, you're evolving a new self image. And, um, and that's another way to look at that cancer um, North node is it's, it's about um, the, the moon can be about your, your self identity. And that maybe in some way that Capricorn South node is about maybe being forced to, in some ways, grow up too quickly. It, it's the classic skip step, really. You know, cancer being, or Capricorn being about, maybe you're forcing yourself into a position that you don't, you're not really ready for, you're not mat- really mature to be there, but because of circumstances, perhaps, you've been, this has been forced upon you. Yeah, forced- and so you just... You have to make it up as you go along in some ways. Force responsibility, exactly. Yes, yes, indeed. Yes, and in fact, it's such a perfect, though. I mean, if anything is perfect, but it it sustains each other. The fact of of that, how we are in the exterior world, by reworking our interior world, we can reform and improve our exterior if this I love that. Yeah, that's great. Because you're, you're, you know, if you've skipped steps emotionally, meaning that in some way, maybe you're not walking your talk, I think that's one way to look at it, that you um, need to back up a second in order to fully integrate your own emotionality and feel what you feel that you don't have to force yourself to feel any way. And through doing that, you're much more integrated, and then in that way you can function much more effectively in in the outer exterior world and in in your profession in whatever whatever um, capacity that you appear to other people. You are through and through more authentic, I think. Absolutely, and we and connect with those values. By the way, we have a, a person who has called in, and I'm just. Can you see the? data on our, our 
Do you have a ways of pulling it up too? I'm going to pull it up. I don't. I don't okay. have a well, way I that could... I know of. <laughs> well, oh, oh, okay. Well, maybe I should. Hmm. Okay, I didn't mention that. Okay. Uh, here, I'll pull it up right now. Uh, February 16th. So that'll give you an Aquarian. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what the the three predominants are. Do you have a city? Oh. Okay. So sorry about this. And her name is Annie. So Annie, why don't you get online and uh, you can ask your question. And... Oh, okay. Hello? Hi. Hi. Hello? Yes. Oh, hi, Annie. (laughs) We do. Yes. What was your question oh. tonight? How may we? Oh, I was just I was just wondering whether or not, um, with all these changes underway, if you could just give me sort of a general reading based on what um, you might see for me in the next couple of months. Oh, I see. Well, let me ask you a question. First of all, were you born at five thirty in the morning or afternoon? Oh, afternoon. in the afternoon. Okay. Evening. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fine. And when you say wanting to see something. Uh, maybe I should ask you, are you moving or do you have a different job that you're thinking of doing? Yeah, I'm thinking, I'm looking at, I'd like to think about my next chapter. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's because, I mean, it helps to get a little bit of ideas here. Um, a little reference because free will is, that was the word I was trying to choose earlier, is, is, is a huge element in life and it, it does help. But are you, um... What kinds of... Uh, so I'm not really just enjoying my everyday um, creative. Okay. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just not... There's not much joy. Oh, always an important element in life. That's so true. Well, let me tell Susie what you have generally, and she will understand some of that. Uh, Annie has the sun in Aquarius. Okay. And her rising is 28... Right on Regulus, 28 Leo, and so the sun is right below the descendant, and it's conjunct Mercury in Aquarius. And the moon, mm-hmm. where's the beautiful moon? The moon is in Gemini, another air sign. So there's two air signs. Right off. Oh, here, you know, Nathan just sent me the info. Oh, Maybe I can... Pull it up, too. All right. Yeah, let's see here. So, well, definitely with the sun in Aquarius... And um, Mercury in Aquarius, and what was what were the other? What's that stellium in Aquarius? Oh, the stellium in Aquarius. Uh, here, just hold on, just a sec. Let me pull this up too. Well, I'm glad you called in, Annie, and we'll certainly see what, and we'll put the transits up to see what it is. But let's see, the stellium. Well, actually, it's, well, it's just the two. It's just the oh, sun okay. and Mercury. Yeah, and 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 uh, Chiron. But Let me do this. Can you give me her data, Sue? And I'll yes. just put it in right now. February 16, 1959. Annie, do you mind if I give this? Is it okay online? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah February, February 16, 1959. Got yeah. it. And, and it's it is 5 30 p.m. 5 30 p.m. Okay. And in New Jersey, it's Tenek. T E A N E C K. Tenek. Tenek, New Jersey. Okay. Well, I can say immediately, Annie, that transformation is your middle name. That you, I, I can well un- understand that you are 
feeling and wanting to renew yourself because that is a Plutonian energy that, as we were just talking about, you know, wanting new uh, life. Mm-hmm. And that possibly right now, just in this immediate focus, you are looking at your roots and trying to figure out a new perspective of that, if that's correct. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you teach or are you a professional teacher of some sort? Uh, no, no. Um, no, I, I actually, but it, I would love to maybe think about teaching. Yeah. Um, no, I'm in a creative field, though. Oh, wonderful. I mean, this is fascinating because you have a Saturn return, right? Right now, Saturn, six degrees, you just had it um, conjunct your um, own Saturn, your natal Saturn. So it is a big time of evaluation and review, reviewing your life, reviewing, you know, your own idea of your authority and what what mark you want to leave, really. Um, so, you know, you're you're doing a lot of evaluation, which is, you know, the whole point of this call, it seems like. Um, and, we, you know, this Pluto, we're, we're talking about Pluto and Scorpio, and man, you are a Pluto soul sister. Yeah. I, <laughs> I can I say that. that. Yeah, you're uh-huh. Pluto being in the first house right next to the ascendant um, in, uh, in Virgo. And so, uh, you know, you are... You're not afraid of of looking at your life, of really honestly reviewing your soul. Really wanted to take the bull by the horns and and make a big change, you know, you, you in your life and in in your process in this incarnation. So um, I think that you're you're no stranger to change. And I can <laughs> yes, and I can see that because it's located in the fifth house and. The transiting Pluto is very uh, imp- giving you a strong need to revise your creativity. And so, you know, at this moment in the house of other, uh, well, your relationships and that, I would imagine that possibly you have a lot of creative impulse that you can manifest, but do you do spiritually connected um, energies or do you, um, with film, for instance, has film interested you? No, no, uh-uh. it's sort of uh, more spatial, you know, but, um, but I'm definitely interested, obviously. I'm, well, what, what creative, what creative, let's get down to a few facts. What is yeah, your creative yeah. um, so, energy? So I design stuff, like I design, um, I, I design uh, spaces, um, you know, like kind of interior design. Aha, uh-huh. yes. So it is the physical. And when you say that for the joy and the fun, is it the purpose that you're, you're wanting to? Is it that you're wanting to maybe um, connect more on the spiritual basis? Is this a, an interest? Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. Um, I feel like that's always a journey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, just, I want to see if there's a path ahead. This is jumping out. <laughs> I mean, with Jupiter, Jupiter transits is um, you just went over your own um, natal Jupiter, and it's opposing your Moon and your um, your Mars right today. Actually, 
right? I think Jupiter is opposing your natal Mars. Um, Ooh. And, and Mars square yeah. Mars. Yeah, yep, that's true. Big that's T true. square, which, which I <laughs> yeah. myself have, I can identify pretty strongly with in some ways. So there is really a lot of um, quest for purpose, but I think it really gets down into partly bringing in new information. New information is always useful only in the sense that it helps build a new belief structure or a perspective or a, 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 a foundation that you can, and and it is interesting, like Susie just brought up, that you've had this, the timing is so... Mm-hmm. It's big right now. Yeah, novel. <laughs> and, and I had, for my own uh, second return, Saturn return, which is, it's a cycle, 30-year cycle, we all experience around 60, and it, it's pivotal. It bringing in and expanding with... Mm-hmm new um, ideas and it was really on the spiritual dimension that it it revolutionized my own um, uh, direction in fact i became enthralled with uh, astrology again because instead of it just being a, a a cookbook situation i realized that our soul did grow through it and it was fascinating and i haven't let go since so but you have but I, I'm thinking that, you know, there's this strong analytical uh, direction to life, but yet there's also uh, this, well, I'm looking at Neptune, Susie. In okay. Transiting, and the fact that it will be going across her um, Venus. And that. And then Jupiter will square it, yeah, yeah. toward the, yeah, the end of the year. So um, there is some way of readdressing the chaos in life that might seem chaotic that wants you to transform or wants just uh, uh, routine not to be so routine or else people in your life but it is through other relationships I would say of go ahead Susie you're gonna say well I was gonna say that 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 I mean because you didn't you initially talk about maybe a move I mean, Jupiter going through your fourth house now could indicate a change of residence, some um, a need for exploration and, and a need a need to move, a, you know, yeah. a need to get more adventurous. And so that mm-hmm. in that process, you really might meet somebody new um, or, you know, it could it could be really any kind of a relationship that really might open up a lot of your values. It might um, it might actually be um a benefit for your money situation since venus does also rule your financial situation and your money um and i think that that could be a huge next process for you in your life over the next 12 months oh it sounds great yeah Yeah. (laughs) very good well annie thank you and and and, yeah you're welcome and i think really it is a matter of just being open open to what the universe comes in and, and realizing that as you uh, open up to ideas and, and work with those desires, or, and not just on, on the known, but maybe more on the spiritual, like there's so many ways that, that people can connect into uh, furthering. Like some people do automatic writing, 
Some people meditate certain things. Some people do all of it. You know, I don't know if any of those interest you, but it, it might just uh, open up uh, new new energy. Are you yeah, there? Yeah, it's going to be a great year, great time right now for you. So Yay. this is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Did you have any other question or are we okay? Oh, you hung up? Okay. She's gone. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Susie, too. Yes. Yeah. Well, that was very wonderful. And thank you, Annie, for calling in. And an amazing and exactly opportune thinking of Jupiter in Sag, mm-hmm. which it is right now, obviously. She is having her return, but we're all in that spectrum for the na- next year. It's, and in a sense, we're feeling just that ourselves in life, this, this energy of where do we go with what options and what new horizons. You know, that really says the Mars-Jupiter energy. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, let's see. We have... Other thoughts here about, you know, looking on a global business. I'm noticing some other articles that I took. One of them is about home cooking. This is the title. Home cooking. <laughs> no. It says, home cooking catches on as dining gets pricier. Dining out gets pricier. And I thought, well, isn't that amazing? You know, I always, I grew up having to learn how to cook, which now I really enjoy Trader Joe's and all its conveniences. But when you think of this nutritional idea and, and us uh, in cancer, North Node Cancer, and this, the social business of going out, but yet having people over to the house and cooking or potlucks. Yeah, feed, feed yourself. Yeah, understand the, the food and, and what food you put into your body and... And that kind of um, understanding is it's it's so important. I mean, it's all about about health um, and and helping our our bodies, and, and then that supports on, us on the spiritual level as well, for sure, yeah. for and, sure. And interestingly, looking at that, the pricier business does reflect back to the opposition of Taurus. Here we are throwing out this astrology to people, but there is that access always so Taurus and Scorpio are the opposites and tar- and the financial structure of, of support and you know mm-hmm. so. you know I've got an idea to talk about Sue if you're if you're yes, game we are is I've been looking into um, the correlation between the chakras and the natal chart I was going back through old old notes from Jeffrey Wolf Green and um, trying to make a correlation between um, the chakras and that Pluto with a couple other planets, but Pluto rules the root chakra. And so trying to make a correlation between Scorpio and um, relationships, right? It's a big relationship sign and that um, there is something that's kind of on an energetic level that um, and is is um, from our own electromagnetic energy that is... Um, from our chakras, right? Yes. And that and that the way that we attract people to us, which is a Plutonian phenomenon, uh, because we attract these people that will help teach us what we need to in order to grow, right? There's something that we're kind of 
um, stagnant right. in, in that position of Pluto in our chart. And the fact that it also rules the root chakra, that that help creates our electromagnetic energy, I think is a fascinating topic. Oh, I love it. Absolutely. I know. Yeah, yeah. I've read some. In fact, I was thinking as you were saying, because attraction also is Venus. You know, yeah, we, it is what we like. It is. I mean, that's mm -hmm. where it begins to merge in some ways. But the mm -hmm. but really dislodging, which is, you know, eliminating, eradicating mm -hmm. all these ideas of trying to transform, break the vessel, however we put it. You're right with the root. Mm -hmm. So, like, if one looked at the, if that was a transformational, and then, of course, the heart, the fifth, the, the fourth would be, would be. The heart chakra. Heart chakra. Mm -hmm. That would be possibly, well, it could be Venus and wouldn't it also combine with the sun? You know what? The the I have spent some time looking at this with Jeffrey Wolf Green's interpretation, which if you go online, you can find just about anything. But my thinking and um, looking through my old notes is that that the fourth chakra, which is the um, heart chakra, is Venus. Okay. It is is a Venus thing, yeah. And that actually the sun, which is fascinating to me, um, the sun is co-ruler, which, you know, with the um, the third eye, you know. Ooh, the, um, because I know. It is pretty fascinating stuff. Which so, other would be with the third eye? Would that be Uranus or would it be, it wouldn't be Neptune. Neptune would be the seventh, wouldn't it? Well, Uranus actually is co-ruler of the root chakra. So the root chakra is Saturn and Uranus and Pluto. Which what is a pretty, combination. I know, pretty fascinating. So, you know, it's it's about that electromagnetic energy and it's the soul. You know, it's what it's the our foundation, seriously, in this lifetime. Um, it's at the Kundalini. It's the Kundalini energies, Pluto. We know this. And the serpent, right, which is another symbol, symbolic um, Shedding animal. Shedding Yeah. And actually, that leads us forward to 2020 when there's going to be this the cycles of exactly those planets, Saturn, which is in Capricorn, and Uranus. Well, Uranus isn't in Capricorn, come to think of it. Uranus is going to be in Taurus. No, that's yeah, true. it's it, it's Pluto and Saturn, and then the. Um, but they might be trying it sometime. Wouldn't that be a good energy mm -hmm. to think of it as far as a supportive thing? And then too, I was thinking back on uh, when in the '60s when they were in Virgo together. But I'm not sure if Saturn was. But that's strong. Well, it's a fascinating to interrelate these symbolic. I don't know if they're symbolic or metaphor, metam, um, metaphors, but this, this, the analogies, all of it put mm -hmm. together, it, it really does begin to uh, shift how things, but to, but to have those as the root would be a shift because you have your foundation and then you have the way you want to change it and then there's sudden things that are just going to do it. Yeah, the illumination. I think it's, you know, Uranus has that root. It has to do with, I think, the the possibility of breaking established structures, you know, that the Plutonian issue is, is our security needs and whether we're going to take the plunge and, and grow through our fear of change 
and um, transform and, you know, and, and do our soul work, which is to grow beyond the previous limitations that, that we've experienced and, and realize the whole point of this incarnation, which is soul growth. You know, you have said it perfectly. I, think, <laughs> I like it. I love it. In fact, I need uh, uh, with that said, let me. <laughs> yes, indeed. And I will announce that next week, Judy, Suzanne, Grace, Sufar, another MD will be joining and we'll be opening up Sagittarius. We're going to be talking about Jupiter in Jupiter, not Jupiter in Jupiter, Jupiter in Saturn, Sagittarius. Too many S words. I apologize. And so that'll be quite exciting. And tonight has been Susie Holbrook, an MD, and who also is an astrologer who has her own website. So please check Talk Cosmos with guests, and you can easily connect with Susie on any level that you choose for astrology. And it's always, it's just been absolutely fascinating. I love listening to you. You really bring in theory and practice. There's so many exciting ideas (laughs) oh thank you i've loved this thanks so much for asking me to be here oh my honor okay until again thank you (laughs) thank you for listening to talk cosmos the show where sue rose minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars. Seating audio was via a Skype call.